everyone, and welcome to Fear Bliss. It's the horror podcast for queers with fears. My name is Ashton, but you can call me Silky. And this is my friend. Hi, uh, I'm Audrey. Uh, I'm here. Yeah. She's back. I'm back from the first episode. I'm here again. Yeah. You have to, you have to put up with me. Oh, no. Don't say that. That's sad. <laughs> so, no. uh, f- first of all, um... We just realized before uh, I started recording that uh, the first episodes might have been recorded with my laptop mic on accident, so hopefully this time it sounds better. But if it sounds the same, then I just got confused, I guess. Um, But today, we are going to be reviewing the movie Hush. Yes, uh, we're going to be reviewing uh, Hush. It's a 2016 film, and it's... Directed by Mike Flanagan. Yeah, it's probably one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Uh, Very underrated, in my opinion. Extremely underrated. Uh, I I love it. It's it's a fun, it's a very fun film. So, uh, doing a little bit of background stuff before we start. So, uh, directed by Mike Flanagan, who did uh, Doctor Sleep, Bly Manor, Haunting of Hell House... All that stuff, very fun. Um, and uh, co-written by his wife, Kate Siegel, who also plays the main character. Um, she's in a lot of other Flanagan movies, because like I said, that's his wife. Um, including Gerald's Game and Haunting of Hill House, as was mentioned earlier. Also, uh, John Gallagher Jr. plays the killer in this movie. Um, he's been in such films as 10 Cloverfield Lane and The Belko Experiment, where he plays... Very different characters, so he's got the range. (laughs) Definitely. Um, so, just a a brief overview. This movie is about, um, a a woman named Maddie, who is deaf-mute. And, uh, other than that, it's basically your your standard home invasion movie. Just with that added on to it. The fact that she is deaf. And, um, I want to start off by saying right off the bat that uh, Kate Siegel is not deaf. She is not deaf-mute. And I say that because there are several other horror movies I know of with deaf characters where they're played by deaf actors, and I'm the kind of person who, like, I generally like when people do that better because it's just always going to be more authentic, right? Yeah. But I think this one does all right. Like, I had reservations about this movie going into it, even though it was a movie I'd really wanted to see before, just because it looked like it was really good. Like, I I looked at it and I was like, this is definitely, like, an objectively well-made movie, but I think I'm going to have a lot of reservations about it because the concept on the surface really sounds like, oh, wouldn't it be scary if you were deaf? But I I think it does better than that. Yeah, it does a lot better than that. Uh, I mean, like, we we can get more into it later. Mm -hmm. uh, Towards, like, the end, there's a really good scene that turns it around. Yeah. Uh, But the film, like, never... I mean, aside from the fact that, like, she is literally the victim of a serial of a serial killer who is hunting her down in her home. She's never like stripped of agency or whatever, because she's deaf or whatever. Yeah. Like, there are yeah. means of that. 
Yeah, and uh, this is going to be something that I think we're going to discuss throughout. I think that there are aspects about her deafness in this movie and the way it's treated that I don't necessarily like and that I think other movies do better, but then there are other moments where I think it's really well done and I like the way they handle it. So I think there's, like, it's a little bit of a mixed bag for me, but also it's not something that I can really speak on in the end because I... I'm not deaf or hard of hearing in any way, but it's it's something that, like, I feel like you kind of have to discuss if you're going to get into this movie. Like, yeah, no, of course. You know. Like, we are both, like, too well-hearing, pretty much completely abled uh, yeah. people. Like, this, we don't have really much grounds well, to... able-bodied. Able-bodied. Like, we're both... We both have, like, shit vision, but... I don't, well, I was saying, I don't know if I would say either of us are fully mentally well, but... Okay, well... <laughs> Look, that's just, that's just kind of how it is sometimes. That's just how it is when you're queer, but... Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Anyway, uh, do we want to get deeper into a... Uh, get into synopsis? it? Yeah, Or do you want to, yeah. like, do a deep dive, yeah. Um, oh, well, first I wanted to ask, um, because you, uh, basically... All of my friends who I wanted to have on this podcast, I asked each of them, hey, pick a movie that you want to do a one-on-one review for. Um, other than Deadly Detention, which was like, I knew was going to be my first episode. I was like, yeah. everybody pick one that will be like your first like one-on-one review with me. So you picked Hush. And I want, yeah. like, I know you said it's one of your favorite movies, but like, why did you pick it? So usually like, when I go into, like, there's there's a couple horror films that I really fucking love uh, mm-hmm. that just strike me uh, and just resonate me with it a lot. And, like, it's not necessarily because of personal reasons or whatever. Like, I really fucking love the uh, Invisible Man movie that they did uh, a couple oh, yeah. years back. So fucking good. Yeah. Uh, but also not, doesn't really tackle many... I guess, deeper themes that resonate with me personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside, I mean, like, there are important issues being talked about there, but... Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Hush hits me in a similar way uh, to, like, The Invisible Man, I feel. Yeah, I can definitely see that. They feel like similar movies, even if I don't... I can't quite pinpoint why. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's something about like on the surface this is a situation where we have this uh helpless victim who in any other circumstance like if you see just this on paper oh she's definitely gonna get killed yes a uh, single lady who lives alone in the woods when it Killer's on the loose and she's unaware of it while he's walking around in her house. Yeah, that sounds like she's gonna die. You've heard but this story before. Sev- probably a hundred times in other films, but... And in real life. Yeah. She manages... I mean, without without spoiling it, uh, things... It's not a spoiler to say that she makes it out. That's every horror movie. Okay, sometimes they don't, though. Sometimes, sometimes they die. But the point no, is, this uh, is a good movie and you like it. 
yeah, I, res- I, I really like horror movies where the female protagonist is put in a situation where she's really fucking struggling. Very vulnerable. She, she's never really stripped of her agency and she's still able to fight back. Yeah. And I really like those kinds of horror films. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's get into it then. Yeah, let's get into it. So, uh, we start off the movie with the main character, Maddie. Um, she's making herself dinner. And at first we are, like, hearing all, like, the sizzling sounds and, you know. Yeah. All that. We get some, like, really loud close-ups. Like, a whole bunch of very loud, uh, sounds from her cooking and all that. And then the sound just slowly dampens down to silence. And it's, like, a really... Really it, like, cool technique that they use there. Ear. Yeah. Yeah. To show like, oh, hey, our protagonist, she's deaf. It's 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 very it's a very cool auditory cue. I, I like yes. it. Yes, yes. Um also, uh I, I just wrote a little note here. Um she has a cat. She has a kitty she has cat. A ca- she has a cat. Yeah. This uh, movie has a really good cat, so Yeah. Uh, I, I I guess quick message. The cat is unharmed. The cat there's, lives. Yeah, the cat is fine. The cat is okay. I have to say, this is a really good cat, but it's not as good as the best horror movie cat of all time. Uh, sorry, nobody can beat Jonesy from Alien. He's still the best one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, look, I mean, like, when you're competing against all-time great legends like Jonesy, it's... it's yeah. You can't, you can't beat him. That being said, this cat is pretty good. Yeah, it's like one of those little, like, kind of uh, flat-faced kitties. It's all, uh, it's white yeah, kitties. Yeah, it's it's very good. Maddie's neighbor, Sarah, comes by for a visit. Mm-hmm. So she... They talk for yeah, a bit. So she says she uh, finished reading Maddie's new book, because Maddie's a writer, which we learn, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty important to the plot, actually. More important than you think. Um... Yeah. And she's uh, still trying to learn sign, um, but, and this is one of the things that I don't really like, um, but I, it's hard for me to say how accurate it is, but from my, what little experience I've had with deaf people as somebody who's taken um, some ASL classes, this feels like kind of like a, a trope about deaf people in media that's just like, let's just make this easier. You know, um, Maddie can read lips. Yeah, which, like, yes, that makes things easier for your narrative, for her to be able to just communicate with people who don't know sign. Yeah. But. <sighs> yeah, it, it's, it's, you can tell that it's just kind of a plot point that exists so that the killer can speak directly to her um, and yeah. just make things a little simpler. Which is fine. It's very much a convenience yeah, thing. Yeah, it's just like a tropey thing that they do with deaf people in media that I don't particularly enjoy. But, um, so Maddie at this point uh, mentions that she has quote-unquote writer's brain, where she can yeah. see, like, all the, the possibilities of a situation, and, like, she she sees all the different outcomes she says, like, a movie in her head. Um... Which I think is really fun. That makes total sense to me. Yeah. Like, 
the writer brain concept is really cool. I, I made sure to make a note of that. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like I, I've done writing in the past. That's something that I can relate to as well. Like that totally. Yeah, that is kind of how it works. And I bet that Mike Flanagan is probably basing that a little bit on his own experience writing. Yeah. Um, so we get a little shot of, uh, the back of, uh, her, her first novel, um, that just, like, quickly gives us some exposition of she went deaf at age 13, um, because of meningitis, and she is also, like, vocal, like, she's deaf mute, like, she has vocal paralysis. Um, yeah, she's not just deaf, she's deaf mute. Yeah, um, which I, I like that they at least took the time to be like, this is why she is deaf, this is why she's been, like, gave a backstory to it, you know? Like, you yeah. can tell they at least put some research into that, which I appreciate. Her fire alarm starts up inside of her house because they spent too long yeah. talking while she, her food oh, was still yeah. on the stove. Her, her lamb roast is burning in the oven, so they rush in. And, like, this is a very, very, very loud... A uh, fire alarm with like flashing lights yeah. and everything. She explains that it's supposed to be extremely loud, uh, so that she can feel the vibrations. Yeah, of course. And wake her up from her sleep, which, like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's something that someone in her situation would have. Um. Also, she uh, calls her cat a bitch at one point, um, which we yeah. later learn is actually the cat's name. <laughs> yeah. No. Like it's it it. I, when I first watched this film, I spent, like, half an hour of it wondering, like, okay, uh, the, she called the cat a bitch, and then refers to the cat as bitch when talking to her sister on the phone, yeah. but, like, that's also just, she also refers to the cat as bitch at the start of a sentence, which yeah, might just be she, the fact, she, might just be... She, she tells her sister, bitch snuck out again, which, like, that could either be like, uh, you know, bitch snuck out again, like, you know, just dropping the the, or it could be a name, and then later we see the cat's collar, and it literally says bitch on it, and I was just like, okay, okay. great, 10 out of 10. We love this cat so much. She's, she's Honestly, so good. mood. <laughs> so, um, Sarah leaves, and Maddie goes back to writing her book. Yeah, uh, she gets... She gets a call from her ex-boyfriend. Uh, yeah, that I didn't even write that down because I was like, this no, doesn't matter. No, it never it, comes up. It, it it barely matters at all. Uh, it doesn't matter. Don't even pretend it matters. No, it I doesn't. I didn't even, yeah, like, they, they, they try to make you think maybe he's going to, he never shows up. He never no. shows up. It's the tiniest no. little thing. He's um, literally no one. Yeah, so she's she's writing um, the she's trying to write the ending to her new book, which is a follow up to the first one, um, and we we hear her going over all the possibilities in her head, um, with like her her writer's brain that she mentioned, um, and there's like all these overlapping voices. It's kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a really cool writer's brain sequence. Yeah, uh, and then uh, we cut to nighttime. Mm-hmm. And Sarah's back. Uh, her neighbor Sarah's back. She's running onto the window, slamming against the wall, uh, yeah. knocking. Her she's drenched in blood, and yeah, screaming Maddie, and begging for Maddie to look at her. Maddie can't tell that she's there. Yeah, 
Maddie's busy doing something in the kitchen. She's she's throwing away the the remnants of her fucked up dinner. Yeah, I think. Um, and so Sarah just goes completely unnoticed. Um, and gets shot by a crossbow bolt in the back. Yeah. Uh, so we get like our first kill at the twelve minute mark of the film. Uh, yeah, the 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 guy shows up and uh, he really goes to town on her tummy. Yeah, no, like after she's like pressed up against the glass slider after like she's been shot in the back. Shot in the back. I was looking for a different word, but that works too. Uh, He rushes up behind her, takes a knife, and just keeps stabbing her constantly in the back. Like no, in the tummy. It's the tummy. He turns around first. Yeah, in the tummy. And like she, like she is completely dead and he's just still stabbing um and part of the reason why is because he sees maddie through the window and he sees that she is not reacting to what's going on at all so he keeps just stabbing and stabbing while staring at her to see if she's gonna turn around and she yeah. doesn't he, he he wants her attention and she doesn't give it to him because she doesn't even know he's there yeah um so then he tries like knocking on the window and nothing, and he, like, you can see him, like, realizing the situation that he's in. Oh, and yeah. he has, like, a weird-looking mask on. It looks kind of like a mannequin face with eye holes yeah, cut out. Yeah, it's, it's, like, a very simple, plain mask. Other than that, he's just wearing, like, a hoodie and a beanie and jeans. Like, this is yeah. a, this is very much, like, dude you saw in Walmart plus mask <laughs> kind of getup you got. yeah. So, um, Maddie goes back to her laptop, and we see the, the, one of the glass doors, like, slowly slide open behind her, and she's, she's typing away on her laptop, and it turns to it, um, and it, it's, it's something like, and that's when Aaron realized, in all caps, that she was a shitty writer, and I'm gonna die of old age before I ever write a second novel. Give me my money, please, thanks. I just, like... It's fun <laughs> and delightful if it weren't for the fact that the killer had come in behind her and was like creeping around reading her reading over her shoulder at what she was writing. Yeah. Uh, and then she gets a call from her sister. Yeah. Which a, a FaceTime call, obviously. Freaks out the killer for a moment and he runs back behind he the kitchen. He slowly steps back. But he, he's he's afraid that he's gonna be revealed. And like, yeah, it's, I think afraid is a bold word for this man. This he, man's real fucked up. Okay, he's real fucked up, but like, uh, he's he's afraid that someone who he can't kill is gonna see him. And he can't kill Maddie's sister. That's fair, I guess. Um, but he grabs her phone as he's yeah. uh, moseying on out. And uh, so as he grabs the phone, her sister is like, who's that behind you? And she's like, what? But then she's like, oh, it's probably the cat. Like, she snuck out. She's a little bitch. Um, uh, they end the call, and then Maddie goes oh, around wait. and- Important oh. to mention that they talk mm-hmm. about how she's, like, basically, like, isolated herself out in the woods. Yeah. Um, and Maddie's like, well, isolation happened to me. I didn't choose it. Um, and I feel like that's, like, kind of a theme of this film, like- isolation and it's like you know 
Like how it's, yeah. you know, the, the, the just like a theme of isolation in general. I don't know where, where I'm going with this, but no, I'll no, figure no. it out. I, yeah. But, so then yeah, she looks I, for the cat for a little yeah. bit. Walks around trying to find bitch. Yeah, and this this whole scene is to kind of, it's a setup so that we understand the layout of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, she's got a little bowl of cat food and she's shaking it around so Kitty can hear the, the crunchies rumbling around in there. Come and get your kibble. Yeah, you know, when you're trying to coax a cat out, you just get some good food, and that that's usually enough. Uh, if yeah. the cat's indoors, which it is not. Yeah, so... If, yeah, she eventually sits she, back down. Yeah, sits back down, starts writing again, and she gets a text message to her laptop from her phone. Yeah. Never a and, good thing to have. yeah. Uh, and it's a series of images taken of her from when she was walking around the house in the last scene. Uh, and then we get one final picture taken of her on the couch, looking very concerned at her laptop. Right um, now. <laughs> at that moment. So she follows the angle of where that would have been taken and surprise! Creepy there's the man. Kill- Creepy man is standing right outside her slider door with her phone. She makes a break for it and manages to beat him to the sliding door. And yeah. then uh, beats him to all of her other sliding glass doors. She has a lot of sliding glass doors in this house. There's yeah. like three of them. Um, but she she locks him out of all of those doors. Um, yeah. Uh, in response, like, the killer goes by and, like, does, like, the standard slasher insurances. He cuts the power, he slashes the tires, he makes sure that, like, she doesn't have any means of calling someone. Mm -hmm. Just, like, standard stuff, you know? Yeah, um, he also, at one point, um, takes the knife and, like, scrapes it against the window so she can see, like, the blood on it, so, like, she knows now he's done something already. Um, and it makes this terrible terrible screechy sound and i just wrote in my notes in all caps wow glad she can't hear that <laughs> i'm just yeah, I'm very it's... sensitive to those kind of noises and even in that that even in that that movie i was just like oh fuck no stop yeah uh after like running around and realizing oh fuck this is fucked uh she writes on the window and attempts to like bargain with him says yeah "Yeah, i i won't tell anyone i haven't seen your face my boyfriend is coming please just leave yeah and she does this in lipstick yeah he yeah and and she 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 says that i didn't see your face so there's like you know you don't have to, to you don't have to kill me as like insurance or anything yeah unfortunately he calls her bluff uh Because he was in the room when he heard her sister saying, oh, it sucks that you're so isolated up there. Yeah. um, And alone. Yeah, but first, more importantly. Oh, yeah. More importantly, um, he takes off his mask. Yeah, he's just like, um, actually, you think I want to kill you for insurance? No. No, I'm in this for the fun of it. And that's that's when he he, uh, asks if he can, if she can read his lips. And she nods and he, you know, starts being like, 
you know, I know you don't have a boyfriend, and literally quotes her sister word for word, which is the creepiest shit. Yeah, no, uh, he's just, he's like a very average looking dude under the mask. Yeah. He's, there's, like, he looks extremely normal. He's just super into causing women extreme fear and terror. I love how you're just calling John Gallagher Jr. a very average dude. I love that. Like, you're right, and I love it. <laughs> he's just dude man. He's just, he's just white hair, what, white hair, white man brown hair. He is, he is, he is man dude. So he, he tells her that he can come in anytime he wants, but he's going to wait until she wishes, wishes she was dead. Yeah, he's he's super fucked. He's uh, really fucked up. I don't, and, I hate this guy already. Yeah, and to prove how fucked up he is, uh, we get a fun, capital fun, trademark uh, scene where, uh, in response to like, oh, this is absolutely fucking horrible, Maddie goes to hide herself in her room. Yeah, she, uh, she dual wields some, uh, like a, a hammer and a kitchen knife, too. Yeah, she she arms herself, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, retreats into her room, and after hiding there for a bit, she hears a knocking on the windows, which, yeah, that's scary. That's a bit spooky for the killer to just be standing there knocking, but she notices that the, step, that the shadow is actually a little stiff. Uh, and when she gets up to go look at it, it's it's not the killer knocking. Uh, it's, 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 it's man. It's, 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 ma- it's dude man knocking on the door using Sarah's hand. Yeah. So, Just, and this is uh, the first time that Maddie has seen Sarah's dead body. So, um, understandably, she freaks the fuck out. Yeah, it's it's super fucked. Yeah, and that drives her out of the room, um, which was obviously that was kind of his plan. Yeah. Um, and she drops the hammer by the window, which that's important. Remember that. But she realizes after freaking out for a little bit that Sarah might still have her phone on her. Yeah. And that the man must have left her body right by that window. So she puts together a plan. The car is slashed, so she can't use it to drive, but she can use it as a distraction. Mm-hmm. So she sets off her car alarm using the little key fob, uh, distracting the killer and running back into her room. She opens the window to try to search uh, Sarah's body for the phone. And Yeah, this yeah. is something that I really like about her as a character. She's just very smart. Like, she's not unrealistically smart, but she's just, she's very, very competent. There was only one time in this movie, and I will point it out, where she did something where I was like, ah, fucking come on, are you serious? That was so stupid. I know exactly which which scene you're talking about, and, like, I I, I was very frustrated with that, too. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, we'll see if it's the same scene, because it was a really little specific thing that bugged me. Oh, very specific thing. Okay, not the not 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 the big thing. Okay. I well not maybe you consider thing. it a big thing. I don't know. We'll find okay. out. Um, okay, we'll see. It's it's during a big moment, but it felt specific to me. Okay. Uh but yeah. Uh while she's yeah, while she's still searching for the phone, 
uh, the... He breaks into the car. Yeah, he breaks into the car using, like, a big rock. Um, and while she's searching, we hear the, the car alarm stop. Um, and <laughs> while I was watching this, I said out loud when she kept on searching the body after the car alarm went off, I went, that should have been your cue. And then I went, oh, wait, she can't hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm stupid. Um, so she can't find the phone. Yeah, she can't find the phone, uh, but the killer does come back uh, before she's able to find it. She runs back into, she climbs back into her room. The killer's reaching after her and she slams the window on his hands. She smashes those fingies real good. She smashes, we'll get back to that. Uh, She smashes the fingers on his, she smashes the window on his fingers uh, and while he's still, like, trying to pry it back, she grabs the hammer from the floor and mm-hmm. fucking stabs his arm with it. Yeah, but, at first you kind of think that she maybe just bashed him in the arm with it, but then he pulls his arm back and the claw of the hammer is in him. That hammer is inside of him. Yeah, no, she's, she's, uh, we are only just starting this film and she's already done more damage to him than she's been able to. That he's been able to dish out to her. Yeah, like, um, she's she's winning. Yeah, so now it's already gotten kind of personal. Um, but he shows her that the phone, Sarah's phone, was already broken. Yeah. So there's no point in that. There's no um, point. And uh, so she just starts to slowly walk away. And I really like this because she slowly walks away from the door. And we see him, like, banging on the window in the background, like, pissed at her that he fucking stabbed her with a hammer and she's just like calmly walking away from it because she can't fucking hear him yeah no uh just like at the beginning where he first sees her he wants her attention and she just cannot care enough to give it to him yeah like she's immune to his hissy fits (laughs) which i love uh yeah um here i wrote movie was so dark i had to relocate because, uh, I, I'll be real, when I watch movies, a lot of the time I watch them over the span of a couple of days, because I have the worst attention span. So I finished watching this movie today, after I got home from work, and it was still daylight out. So I was trying to watch it in my room, and the movie was too damn dark, because I'd been watching it previously the night before, right? Oh, so I could, yeah, like, no. see everything fine. Um, and I was like, damn, I can't see a damn fucking thing. So, uh... I took my laptop into a closet, and I yeah, continued I, to watch it there until it got dark. Yeah, I rewatched this yesterday at around like three in the afternoon, uh, but I had but I had to turn off all the lights and close the shutters so it was pitch black in the room. Otherwise, like I can't see a thing. It's yeah. black on black on black. It is very dark out. Uh, yeah, there, a lot of horror movies are like that, though. So this isn't me, like, trying to fault the movie at all. I just thought no. it was funny enough that I wrote it down <laughs> that I had to go into a closet to watch this for a bit. So we we get a whole little scene where she is keeping track of his location through, like, the windows. Yeah, uh, and after that we get sort of, like, the start of her second plan, which... It's just, let's try to get out of here. Uh, so she manages to get out while she's tracking his position to, like, calculate, okay, he should be on, like, the other side of the house right now. Mm-hmm. She gets out and hides underneath the deck. Yeah. Which... And he comes back 
and he steps on top of the the porch while she's underneath it and since she knows that he's up there but she can't hear his footsteps she places her hand on the deck above so that which she is, can feel his footsteps yeah which i think was a uh, pretty pretty cool net pretty cool uh little thing yeah it's it's something that like as soon as she did it, i was like Oh, because it's, like, I can't say that it's clever of her to do it, because to her, that's just, like, second nature. Like, obviously, she's yeah. going to do that. But it's not something that we would think of. Yeah, of course. Um, So, uh, he leaves after a while, because he's like, I don't know where she is. Um, And she starts to make a break for it. Yeah, uh, but unfortunately, when you run, you make noise, and he was able to hear her, and run after her and oh yeah by the way he still got the crossbow from before and he shoots her doesn't doesn't hit her though no doesn't hit her no it he misses shoots her. and he shoots and misses <laughs> he uh, fired he fired and he missed he fires the crossbow and misses and she turns around and runs back into the cabin is managed to close the door before he's able to catch her. Yeah, and the um he fires another bolt and it hits the window, so he missed both times. Yeah. So, um then she decides to go upstairs and try to get out onto the roof. Mhm. So she throws her flashlight out as a distraction so he hears the the loud heavy flashlight go and also sees like the the light like rotating super fast. Yeah. He's like, "Whoa, what's that?" Yeah, which, that's another good distraction. Uh, yeah. Um, not great kinda... to lose your sense of light, but... Yeah, especially since this movie's so goddamn dark already. Yeah. Come on, Maddie. Uh, but it's a decent enough distraction. She she gets up on the roof and starts climbing down the little trellis. Uh, yeah. She shimmies over the gutter first and goes down the trellis. Unfortunately, uh, she gets shot as she climbs down. And this uh, time the shot hits her. Yeah, she that's, gets that's shot. That's important to mention, Audrey. She gets shot right in the leg. Whether yeah. or not it hits her is very important. Part it's very important. I know I said she gets shot both times is the same description, but this time it mattered. Uh, she gets a big old crossbow bolt in the leg, and it's it's a, it's it's painful. It's uh, ouchie. She manages to climb back up uh, and looks back over the ledge, right as the killer is loading another bolt and shoots it. Yeah, and she goes and, full fucking, like, Matrix and just, like, whoosh, like, limbos backwards at full speed and, like... It, like, just narrowly uh, flies over her. Like, if she yeah. hadn't bent back far enough, she would she would be skewered. She would have a crossbow yeah, bolt she has a going couple up of, through her shin. Yeah, close calls like that that yeah. are pretty fun, honestly. Yeah. Um, she takes the bolt out of her leg while he climbs up the trellis, and when he gets all the way up, she fucking whacks him and takes the crossbow. Yeah, no, she manages to steal his weapon from her, which... No, he manages to steal... She... Yeah, his, we- his weapon from him. God. You just uh, transed both their genders. <laughs> no, uh, she manages to steal his weapon from him. Uh, so she's got both a bolt and the crossbow now, and he's got a knife. 
Yeah. Uh, um, he's got a knife and several wounds. Yeah. Um, but if horror movies have taught me anything, it's that crossbows are very, very hard to use. And Maddie has no idea how the fuck to use one. So while she's trying to figure it out, he climbs on back up. Yeah, uh, so she has to scurry back over into her room, uh, and she manages to almost, almost close it in time. Uh, no, she closes but... it in time. Oh, wait, sorry, I was thinking of a different, different, no, she does close it in time. Yeah, this uh, is the, and... the window with the crank. Yeah, window with the crank, that's right, yeah. She cranks it close, uh, before he's able to get there, and... Yeah, uh, that's another point for Maddie, in my opinion. Yeah. He's Disarming angry. the killer. Yeah, he's very pissed at this point. He's like, angry. This was supposed to be an open and shut murder, uh, but thing it's 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 gotten a bit more complicated. Yeah. Um so she goes to the bathroom and takes care of her wound. Uh and as soon as she like pulled her, her pants down and we see the wound, I was just like, Ugh. Cause yeah, it, it just it just looks like somebody just like slapped a bunch of fake blood on there. Like I'm not saying it looks bad, but like the blood is like slathered on there in a way that's just very visceral to me. Yeah, it is. It is very nasty. Uh, yeah, it's not even necessarily like gory or anything. It's just like there's a lot of fucking blood. Okay, well, there's a lot of fucking blood. Yeah. Uh, but she she does your standard like wound addressment. She she pours a uh, disinfectant over it. It's your good isopropyl alcohol. Does not have a good time of it. She is like biting onto a cloth and pounding her fist on the floor. Like it, like Kate Siegel was really fucking selling this. Yeah, no, it was a really well acted scene. And then of course she she dresses it. Yeah, she yeah. Pulls her pants up, puts a bandage over the jeans to apply pressure. Mm-hmm. And then she attempts to load the crossbow. Uh, and when she does, she notices that there are tallies on yeah. the side of the crossbow. There are tally marks. Yikes. Uh, uh, a, a solid 13 different tally marks <sighs> on the crossbow. Uh Okay, okay. Tiny, tiny notes. The tally marks are marked as one, then five, then five, then two. Which means the dude started, like, two separate new tally mark groups without finishing the previous one. This is definitely, this is absolutely something you would notice and get upset about. Look, it's a, it's a tiny nitpick, but it's one that frustrates me ever so slightly. He did it just to piss you off, Audrey. You know that. I'm, you can't let him win. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did do it to piss me off. But, you know, it worked. It worked. And I want to note it. I want to note it here on the podcast. Yeah, so he watches her struggle with it from the window. And then John shows up. John, our good old buddy John. Yes, our good old friend John boyfriend is home. John! We all remember John, right? Yeah, like, Sarah mentioned him, like, 
once in a in the, uh, a line. Yeah, in, like the one sh- scene she had with Maddie. Yeah, so uh, so John is is Sarah's boyfriend, um, and he shows up because he's like, "Where the fuck's my girlfriend?" Um, yeah, and, like I, it should be pointed out. He's like he's he's pretty built. He's he's yeah. like a he's a good solid man. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he's he's a solid man. I'd yeah, say he's uh, like you know, like an eight out of ten man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, John boyfriend is home. He's one uh, of the which... mans of all time. <laughs> uh, but John boyfriend being here presents like an issue for the killer, and mm-hmm. we get probably like. The most dialogue-heavy scene yeah. in, the, in the entire movie. It's the only scene that involves two people who can actually vocalize. Um, uh, so the, the, the killer man comes over and he poses as police. Um, and to explain why he doesn't have a badge or a gun or anything, he claims that he was knocked out by the actual killer in this scenario... Um, mm-hmm. that, that guy took his badge and gun and he doesn't know where he went. Um, yeah, and the reason why he's not, like, acting up to the high qualifications that we reserve for our police officers mm-hmm. is because he's just, like, a sheriff's deputy. He's and barely he tags a deputy, on t- yeah. Yeah, he says uh, barely, which, like, you either are or you, or you aren't, man, dude. <laughs> It would make sense, though, if he was a cop, because he sure is a bastard. (laughs) But Uh, yeah, at this point I wrote down in my notes, pretty sus, because you can tell that's what John's thinking, like, damn, I think this guy might be be the imposter. Yeah, no, like, John is, John's not dumb. Uh, He's, as, like, the killer's impersonating a cop, like, he takes John's phone and fakes a call back to the station in pockets John's phone. Yeah, and uh, John is when like, John, uh, hey, excuse I- me, can I have my fucking phone back? Uh, he's, and the kill- when the killer gives it back to him, he drops, I, I think it's supposed to be like Sarah's earring yeah, that was in his pocket. There was this weird scene earlier where um, when um, he shows that Sarah's phone is broken, afterwards he messes around with Sarah's body and shows something that he took from her and, like, dangles it, and I was like, is that her keys or what? Like, I rewatched that scene, like, three times to figure out what the fuck it was, but you just cannot tell. I'm yeah. pretty sure it was the earring, because it makes sense later, and we see yeah, it's that's... an earring that he dropped. I, I do want to, like, mention here, like, this film has really tight writing. Like, everything yeah, in yeah. it is set up by something else that oh, happens yeah, yeah. beforehand. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, this is be a good time to mention now um, that apparently the way that this film was written was that uh, Mike Flanagan uh, went outside of his house with Kate Siegel and just tried to find different ways to break in. Oh, oh, that's really cool. Okay. That was their writing process. And then they had so to do was... like a final rewrite when they got their location and that the house was like a little different than their house's layout. Okay, I love that. That's actually really cool. Yeah. So then, uh, John is like, well, now this guy's really sus, because that's my fucking girlfriend's earring. Son of a bitch. Um, so, like, he he sets up his own plan. So, uh, it's like, oh, yeah, there should be, like, a key to the house under the rock. 
yeah. over there, which yeah. like under like a potted a plant. Stand- yeah. That's pretty standard. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like, oh, hey, did you see that the car was messed up? And then when he turns stealthily, like, grabs a big rock. Yeah. So, like, he's 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 getting a plan to, like, Kane enable this dude. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I also, I also wrote, at this point, I wrote his crazy eyes because there's a shot of him where he's just like, I don't know what he's saying. And he's just like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. But his eyes are just, like, super wide. And he looks fucking, like, more like the killer than this dude does. And it just looks really funny to me. Because he looks like there's just, like, hellfire in his eyes. Oh, yeah. No, like, John Boyfriend has murder planned. Uh, he is furious with this fucking dude. He's He's tired of this dude's shit. I'm tired of this dude's shit. Maddie's certainly tired of this dude's shit. Yeah, but uh, uh Maddie Maddie fucks it up. Um it's, it's not really her fault, up. but she does fuck it up. Um, because this is when yeah. she finally shows up at the door, and uh not only does that uh distract John, but it also means now he is a liability and he gets stabbed right in the neck. Yeah, like, the killer takes the knife and does, like, a quick, uh, quick, just quick stab in the neck, and he is just gushing blood yeah, there. Yeah, some real spurty blood in takes, this movie. All it takes is a single poke, and he is, like, falling apart. Yeah, um, he at least puts up a very good fight before he goes and gets, uh, the killer dude in a chokehold. Honestly, almost manages to kill him. Um. Yeah, like... John Boyfriend does his best, and I, I respect that. So, um, he tells Maddie to run, um, very quietly. I'm like, I'm sure she didn't hear him, but, uh, she gets the idea, and, uh, she, she does run out, but, mm-hmm. uh, Killer Dude catches up and bashes her head in with a brick. Yeah. End of movie. <laughs> No, yep, I'm joking. end of movie. That's it. Uh, actually, yeah, no, that's that's. There's a twist uh, because we get we get a quick little reveal that actually that little death was just a bad end. That's that she saw when she was doing her little writer brain sequence. Yeah, like because she's still back in the house envisioning what are all of the possible ways that this could go down. Yeah. Um, there's, it's a real good shot where um, she turns her head suddenly and says, like, straight towards the camera, you can't run. Um, and then we get yeah. a little scene of her. At first, it's, like, straight on of her, and she's, like, thinking all the possibilities, but then the camera slowly turns, and we see another one of her staring her down and, like, speaking all the options out loud to her. It's a very cool visual. Yeah. So we get, like, a rundown of all the different bad ends, like... You could go fix the power, but... He's probably gonna kill you. Yeah, you'll get stabbed if you go there. You could just hide inside, but you'll probably end up just bleeding to death. Yeah, because you got Uh, that big old leg wound. Yeah, if you try to hide outside again, like under the deck, he's probably just gonna find you and stab you. So... Uh, And so we get, like, the line, you can't run, hide, or wait. What does that lead? And she signs, kill him. Um, though I will also say right here, this is the one, like, ugh, moment I had in regards to her disability, which is uh, when she says outright, he has the advantage, he can hear you. Which is, like, that's 
true, I guess, but also I but don't like the way that that was presented in the moment. It's not, it's, I well, as we'll see later on mm. in the film of how she handles things, it is not an advantage. It She turns it into a disadvantage for him. Yeah, and I just... I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm like, reading into things too simply, but in that moment, it's treated just as fact. Yeah. Um, like, they could do better. Yeah, rather than it necessarily being, like, he's viewing her as, like, this, like, helpless victim, which that is also an element of it, is he views her as a helpless victim because of her disability when she isn't, but just, like, that moment was, like, mm-hmm. yeah. but maybe I'm being too picky. Uh, quick cut back over to, uh, Man Dude and John Boyfriend. Who is dead, uh, but he's talking to John Boyfriend. Man Dude is going through his pockets and, like, finds a box of cigarettes. Yeah. And he says, like, these things will kill you, you know, John. Um, and then I wrote in all caps, oh no, the cat, because the cat shows up and he's like, yeah, he's, he's, bitch is back. He's, just like, oh, is that your mommy's house? It's okay, you'll see her soon, and starts to, like, pick her up by the scruff with the knife, and, uh, like, I was just like, no! Don't hurt And then Maddie shoots him. Yeah, I I literally wrote, Maddie saves the cat, let's go! Yeah, no, Maddie fucking shoots him with the crossbow, it hits. uh, In the shoulder. It misses the vital, yeah, it hits him in the shoulder, it misses any sort of vitals, but, like, it fucking hurts, and it's enough to, like, make him forget about the cat and focus all his attention on her. Yeah, um, Uh, so she runs back to the glass door, but this time he, he doesn't quite beat her to it, but he beats her to it just enough to slam her hand in the door, and it's slammed on the wrist, and, uh, this time somebody's fingy's really gonna get fucked up, uh, cause he decides to curb stomp that shit. Yeah, her fingers are broken and it's yucky. Bent in ways that they shouldn't be bent in. It is her her hands are just completely fucking broken. Yeah. There's no way she's mm-hmm. using that crossbow yeah. ever again. Um from what I understand, this is a a recurring theme in Mike Flanagan's filmography. His hands get hands be getting real fucked up. I mean, he did yeah. he did Gerald's game. And if you know the yeah. concept of Gerald's game, you go right in knowing pans are probably going to get real fucked up. Yeah, it's it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. Uh, but she still locks him out, which is honestly really impressive considering the state she's in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get like a final verbal confrontation between yeah, them. Yeah, there's a, there's a verbal, really nice but... shot where they both stand up in unison and you can tell that they're both just fucking done. Uh, he tells her that he's done playing games and that he's coming in. No, she he doesn't tell her that she, that he's coming in. She takes her finger and writes in her blood on the wall, "Do it," and then coward. I think he says he's coming in. He doesn't say that. no. Okay. I, at least I don't okay. think he he doesn't verbally say that he's doing it. She challenges him to. Okay. Um, and I also <laughs> the reason that I don't think. That he says that he's coming in is because I wrote after she did that LMAO get baited. So I don't think it counts as getting baited if if he already made it clear he was going to. Okay, yeah, now that's fair. Maybe I'm maybe I maybe I took wrong notes. Uh but he said something to that effect. Yeah. Uh maybe not like promising, but 
whatever. Yeah. She writes in her thigh blood, do it, coward. Uh, which, good. good. Um, Fucking we stay. Yeah, and so while he is uh, going to uh, uh, grab his weapon, um, she starts writing a des- description of him on her laptop in the same file as the ending. Um, yeah, which is pretty smart. Yeah, and... Yeah. This is one thing I was like, oh god, this is getting a little too real, because she writes at the end of it, uh, love you mom, dad, Max, which is her sister's name, died fighting. And I'm just like, oh god. Yeah, it is, it is a last testimony yeah. uh, that she is writing. Because she, uh, if if she's gonna go down trying to stop this man, then at least she doesn't want her death to be in vain. Yeah. She wants people to be able to stop this fucker. Yeah. And uh, he is busting down this door in the background. Or at least he's trying yeah. very hard to. Like, he is going at it with the, a hammer, I think. And we yeah, just he is see... wailing yeah. at it, smashing the glass. Uh, well, he's, but, like, that's some fucking sturdy glass. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's smashing it, but he's not actually breaking through it. Like, we're seeing, like, yeah. big, like, ripple cracks in it, but he's not actually busting through. Um, so she grabs her knife and locks herself in the back bathroom, and we see him just kind of give up on the glass door. So we, she's, she's sitting there, and, uh, in front of the bathtub, and behind her, we see glass shards, like, fall in the background. Yeah, yeah. Completely silent shot at this point. Yeah, her vision is, like, starting to get a little blurry. She's starting to lose consciousness because of the blood yeah. loss. It's it's getting real intense. Uh, and we see the killer sort of descend into the bathtub behind her, yeah. jumping down from the window. And he's, like, talking under his breath, saying, like, maybe I'll make you scream yeah, yet. Yeah, and which he's getting all d- cocky. And he breathes on her neck. Which gives her just enough time to turn the knife around. And his knife goes, like, a half an inch past her neck. Yeah, no. She manages to just barely dodge his knife. uh, And then turn around. she turns around and fucking stabs him in the leg. Okay. And is this the thing? Is this the moment for you? Oh, my moment came earlier already, but... Okay, because this was the moment for me, because she stabs him in the knee, and then she gets up and runs. And I was like, bitch, you better take that knife out of his knee and stab him in the motherfucking neck. You do not hesitate. You do not leave that knife in his leg. Yeah, no, like, I wasn't thinking of that in the at the moment. Like, maybe the knife is just a bit too stuck, but, like... Look, you have an opportunity. You've caught him off guard. You, you could, you you could keep probably the momentum. stab that Yeah, fucker. you keep the mo- moment. If you keep that momentum, that knife ain't getting fucking stuck, okay? Yeah, it's it's fucked. Uh, what was she... your thing? Now I'm wondering. Oh, my thing was just m- m- me getting frustrated at her for knocking on the glass when John Boyfriend got stabbed. Oh, yeah. That's not her fault, though. Like, she... I ain't... I mean, I guess. Yeah, when you think about it, yeah, I guess it kind of is. Like, now he's a liability yeah. and he has to be killed. Yeah, that gives him the opportunity to- that gives him the opportunity to stab John Boyfriend, but, yeah. like, it's also, like, she doesn't know what what the situation is. Yeah. She doesn't know what's going on. She sees John Boyfriend, the husband, uh, the boyfriend of her best friend, 
uh, who she knows is dead, and he's next to the killer who killed her best friend. Yeah, and she and she's very worried that this is going to happen. Yeah, and well, and also and she behold, she doesn't happens. know. Like the thing that I'm thinking is more, she doesn't know that he knows something is up, and she's yeah. like. I he is my salvation at the moment. Like this is my chance to get saved. Um, not knowing yeah, that he's she, already on it. Yeah, she's not yet aware that like he knows what's going on. Okay, but but back to the to the moment in the movie. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, she makes it to the kitchen, but then she collapses on the kitchen floor, or so we think. Yes. Yeah, she runs over to the kitchen floor. It looks like she's just had too much blood loss to keep moving. Uh, the killer tracks her down into the kitchen. Uh, but psych! She was actually laying a trap for him because she was going over to the kitchen to reach underneath the sink and grab the hornet spray and she sprays it into his eyes, blinding him. And then she which, sets off the alarm, which, as we mentioned before, is super motherfucking loud and he's just running yeah. around, like, blind with his hands over his ears. So she has effectively robbed him of all of his senses in that moment. Yeah, it is a it is a huge turnaround. Yeah, uh, it almost makes me kind of wish that, like, be, because of that idea that she's robbed him of all of his senses, that she just totally curb stomps him in that moment. But he yeah. still manages to get her on the ground and, like, starts kicking her in the stomach. Yeah, uh, I wrote down here bites hand. Yeah, which she, one of them she, bites a she hand? She bites his wrist, and then he starts to okay. choke her out. Um, okay, that's right. And then there's a moment here that I just think that, like, I'm gonna be real. I thought this was really dumb, um, where her life is flashing before her eyes, but it's just it's just all of these like super low res photos that are yeah. way brighter than the scene that's happening and it just comes off as real cheesy and also i was already sort of trying to skip through it because it had like the whole thing of like you can hear her heartbeat like starting to fade out and that i just i can't do that shit like that is a personal trigger for me i can't do like weird like heartbeat shit like fuck i'm never i'm probably you will probably never see me cover like a 12-hour shift or any, like, very medical horrors on this channel. I just yeah. can't do it. It's... I think there's probably better things that they could have done. It's a little... Like, not even the fact that, like, there's problems to it. It's just... It's just a little cheesy. Uh, yeah. Frank. Um, like, the the photo album Life Flashing Before Your Life thing has been done thousands of times before in this yeah well i said well i have said like well i have gone on record on this podcast saying that this film has very tight writing this doesn't have any precedence anywhere yeah um also because like we don't get very much of her family life in general so we're just kind of seeing pictures of her besides her sister with just like i mean i guess that's her mom and dad but i've never seen them before so who the fuck are these people right yeah, um, like, we know that she has a good relationship with her sister, and they've gotten cute nicknames for each other, Squish and Squash. Yeah. Uh, but, like, there's not much else. We have, like, very little emotional investment in any of her family. Yeah. So, uh, um, but it ends, eventually, um, and she yeah. grabs a corkscrew that fell on the ground and fucking stabs him through the neck. Yeah. Like, a very quick, 
uh, pierced through the neck. Yes. Uh, and he is like, I forget, does she rip it out too? She does rip it out too, and it starts squirting blood okay. everywhere. Uh, and yeah, she... I didn't write this down, but I had the thought of, it is basically the same exact way that he kills John. And I feel like yeah, that it is really intentional. The same way, like, just a very quick stab through the through the jug yeah and, and like same like spurty outy blood very very important note here uh when she stabs him though it doesn't all it doesn't just go through the jugular but also goes through like vocal cords oh i didn't even think about that yeah so when he's like gasping for breath He's also unable to speak. Yeah, so she she uh, robs him of that last sense before he dies. Yeah, like now he is both blind, deaf, and mute. Yeah, and that's that's while he's bleeding. Yeah, out. that's funny too because I actually thought as she's uh, starting to because like I said he's choking her out, and I thought mm-hmm. as she's starting to sit up because we see her like kind of like coughing and wheezing. I'm like, oh well, I mean good thing you couldn't already, like, you already can't speak in the first place, so it's not like he could do any, like, damage that would, you know, like, yeah. I, like he could do damage, obviously, but, like, it, yeah. the, the implication that he might have done more damage to her vocal cords, but, like, what does it matter? She's not using them. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so I like that. That's an interesting parallel. Yeah. Uh, but no, after fucking breaking the shit out of this dude, she takes her phone back, Calls 911, limps out to the porch doing the police lights in the distance and just... And pet her kitty. Sits with bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she pets bitch and waits until the police come. Which is pretty quick, honestly. Um, and the last yeah. uh, shot that we see is we see the, the siren. First we, we hear the sirens coming and then it cuts to her face and we don't hear the sirens anymore. But we just see the light of them reflecting on her face and she closes her eyes and smiles. I, I I really love this film. Yeah, it's... I it was I I went into it being worried about that I would enjoy it but not like it, like the opposite of how I feel about Deadly Detention, where uh, I, er, where like you would feel like okay, this yeah. is this is a well made film, but I don't care. Yeah, for where it. Deadly Detention is a badly made film, but I do love it anyways. It's, like, it's it's good. It's a... Yeah. It's a dumpster fire we love, mm. uh, but you're afraid, like, it was a film that you... Okay, whereas, like, Deadly Detention is a film that we love, but can't respect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a ver- like, a movie that I love so much, but if I had to rate it, it's like... You, like, a two and a half stars at best. Like, it sucks. It's a bad movie. Yeah. It's not a good movie. Whereas, like, you 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 were afraid of this film being like, oh, I guess that's a good movie. Yeah, it's well like, written I and get- it's well shot, but I have issues with it that I don't know how to resolve. But yeah. the issues weren't as like deeply constructed in there as I thought. I still do feel like, just in concept, like her deafness is kind of being used as a gimmick for the movie. Like, that, you you can't really fight that, where the concept is literally just, it's a home invasion movie, but also she's deaf. But when you actually get into the meat of it, it's handled pretty well. Yeah. It's just, I think my, the only part where I I have 
the only reason that I still hold any reservations is because I know there are other horror movies with deaf characters that are done better and where they're actually played by yeah. deaf actors. Absolutely. Yeah. There's definitely better... That's... I. This is, like, how Mike Flanagan works. Mm. Uh, but in a, I guess, more ideal production, they probably could have gotten someone who could act just as well as Kate Siegel and also be deaf. Yeah. I just, my my opinion is that, yes, Kate Siegel does a very good job in this movie. We've praised her performance throughout this podcast. Um, but to me, and this just goes for almost any kind of, like, minority experience that you could, like, quote-unquote fake on camera, mm-hmm. is that, yes, somebody else can do it, and it can be acting, and yeah, it's acting, and that's valid, because it's, a, it's the, that's acting, it's the profession, but the fact of the matter is that you're always going to get a more authentic performance out of somebody who has lived that experience, and the same goes Absolutely. for... Um, writing, for example. If somebody who is non-deaf writes a story about the experience of being deaf, that movie is always going to be less accurate to the deaf experience than somebody who writes a movie who is deaf about the deaf experience. And I think that is my one other tiny issue with this movie, one compared to the two other movies that I can think of right off the bat, um, horror movies with deaf characters, which is, first of all, obviously Quiet Place. Oh, and, yeah, no. um, Fantastic yeah, film. And Unfriended Dark Web. So, both of those movies have actual deaf actresses playing their deaf characters. Um, and also, you could make this argument that A Quiet Place is about the deaf experience, at least to some extent, because the deaf character is very... Yeah central to the movie, especially in the second one. She's basically mm-hmm. the main character, as far as I know. But uh, Unfriended Dark Web, that character is... She's a she's totally a minor character in the movie. She has tangential importance, but she is not the focus of the movie. The movie is not about the deaf experience. And so I feel no, like... but even then, like, they had the... Even then, they had the decency to include, like, well, if we want a deaf character, we should have a deaf actor. Yeah, and like I said, this is not to say that Kate Siegel doesn't do a good job, but I I appreciate when that respect is there, and there is nothing in this movie that I know of where, like, even a deaf person was consulted or anything, and like I said, it just creates little problems here and there. Like how I said, I think a really good example is how we talked about the, the reading lips as being a very tropey thing, where, like, from what I yeah. know, that is generally not something most deaf people can do. I'm sure there are exceptions. I'm sure there are plenty of exceptions, but it's not as common as media makes it seem. And then you take the characters yeah, that... in A Quiet Place and the uh, Unfriended sequel where they can't do that. Yeah. I like, for... Okay, so, uh... I don't know if the Reading Lips experience is universal for most people, yeah. but... Uh quick like tangents when i was uh so like back in high school uh one of our friends Alyssa, used to try to communicate through reading lips uh to a couple of our, our other friends uh and 
whenever she would try to communicate to me, I had fuck all of what she was trying to tell me. Yeah, now uh, I'm, I'm suddenly remembering this too. Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah, it is, uh, it is primarily just like, and she was primarily using it to, like, talk during class. Huh. Uh, which, like, of course Alyssa would figure out a, uh, a would teach herself a way to get past the rules. Uh, yeah. Through something like that. But it is incredibly fucking difficult. Yeah, and I, I, can, I, can, I, yeah, I could... I can understand if she could, if back in, back in the movie, if, like... If that's Maddie what you're relying could... on throughout your whole life, then it's gonna be different. Yeah, and like when Maddie's talking to Sarah, and Sarah's like very much enunciating her lips uh, mm-hmm. when not, she's not speaking, overdoing like, it, but there's intention like, there. It's clear. Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah, that 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 has enough distinction where you could actually tell what the person is saying, probably mm-hmm. if you yeah. spent a lot of time learning to read lips. Whereas like when man a dude comes along, he does not move his mouth when he speaks, yeah, I like, swear. I I don't like, think his... I can suspend my disbelief enough to think that you can read fucking white bread green eyes fucking lips over here. Yeah, I, I was I was about to I was about to demonstrate how he moved his lips, but I Immediately remembered this is a this is an audio medium. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in the cue. end, <laughs> all, what what we're saying doesn't matter because are deaf people listening to this podcast? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm joking. There I, are hard of hearing people who can listen to podcasts. Yeah, and like uh, I don't know. Eventually, we could probably set up transcripts. Yeah. In the eventual future. Yeah. Uh, if we ever do transcripts, then that's going to be really ironic. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, that's hushed. That was that was hushed. Uh, I said hushed with a D. That's not. That's no, incorrect. It is hush. Uh, present participle, not uh, past tense. Look at you, you big nerd. Mm, yeah. So yeah, overall. Good movie. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Lots of lots of healthy discussion. It's a good movie. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank thank you for having me. I had a really great time talking about Hush. So next week, um, I'm supposed to be doing an episode on Halloween memories, which is gonna Ooh, be yay. fun. Um, I don't know who's gonna be on for that one because I'm just kind of being like. Hey, whoever wants to like hop on in and do that, but we'll see. Maybe Audrey, maybe Nat. Yeah. Hopefully, some of my other friends who haven't been on yet. Um, but yeah, yeah that's probably going to be less structured. We're just going to talk about like different like Halloween traditions and stuff we've done, Halloween parties of the past, etc. Absolutely. Yeah, it should be a fun one. Um, going to be out just in time for Halloween. So yeah, Audrey, where can people find you? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, so I guess, like, once again, I, I don't have any social media that I want to be found on. So uh, you can find me under the cover of darkness, breaking into your local abandoned Denny's. Incredible. Uh, yeah, and you can find me at uh, Silky Wishes Most Places. Um, on Twitter, it is Silky underscore wishes. On uh, Tumblr, it is just Silky Wishes without a space. You can test on other places. It's consistently across the board. It is Silky Wishes, though. 
Yeah, you, you've you've done a lot more standardizing in recent yeah. years of like <laughs> making sure it's just silky wishes. I, I've I've kept a brand. Um, I'm on Twitch. I don't know if I'm gonna start streaming again sometime soon because I've been kind of like trying to focus in on this at the moment, and I've got other stuff going on. I've got classes. I've got work. I've got other shit. But eventually, eventually, I want to get back to streaming. Um, there's a yeah. YouTube. I'm probably already uploading these to YouTube. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for um for coming. Um, we still have an outro. So um, in honor of this movie, uh, how about we just sit here in silence for fifteen more minutes? Yeah, that that sounds like a good idea. Uh, great. Starting now. Great. That was just a trick to get you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, oh.